Welcome to the Parenting Breakdown. I'm your host, Rachel. I am a mom, a social worker, and a consultant to some of the most high-pressure competitive schools in the country. And I'm your co-host, Matt. I'm Rachel's husband. I am a executive coach, and I work with folks all around the country who try to figure out how they can be the best version of themselves. And together... We are the co-hosts of the Parenting Breakdown. Parenting Breakdown. Almost got that one. <laughs> and welcome back. We are excited to be with you all again. And this week is going to be a little bit different for us because we usually start with a listener question. But this week, we're actually going to just talk a little bit about our life as of late because things have gotten real hectic real fast. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with us because we think it might be useful for folks. And just to note, too, that we are recording this right after Thanksgiving weekend. So you may be listening to this in the chilly January winter, but we recorded it in Thanksgiving and we'll be referring to that. You got it. So let's dive in, Matt. You want to just start us off? Sure. So about uh, a little bit more than a week ago now on a early Sunday morning, I got awoken to a text that my mother, who is almost 80 and is a grand dame of New York City, <laughs> uh, was walking down the street and tripped on the sidewalk and had oh. some pretty devastating injuries and was in the hospital. And yeah. so I woke up to that and then also looked ahead and saw that I had an entire household that I had to take care of and get ready to go to school. And all of a sudden had this huge family crisis that I had to figure out because I'm also an only child. So right, right. when stuff like this happens, there isn't anyone else. And yeah. so it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. Luckily, your mom is doing pretty well now, yeah. right? Fast forward a week or nine days or how yeah. long it's been. I don't know. It feels like a little yeah. bit of a blur. Yeah. And thankfully, she's doing well and she's set to go home soon. But I know that a lot of people listening can relate. We're taking care of kids and a lot of us are taking care of parents. And so this hit us hard this week. It's been a really tough one. I think this has probably been like the most stressful week that you and I yeah. have had oh, yeah. in a long time. Yeah, usually it's just we're sitting back and we're just <laughs> eating marshmallows. Well, it's like everything is just like... indoor <laughs> s'mores day. Sure, yes. No, but we have two children. Yes. One is a very high needs kid. It's a lot to hold and yeah. to carry. And I think that you were just managing so many different people's yes. experiences. Right. And so it was that morning it was getting the kids breakfast together, not wanting to tell them what happened yet, because I didn't even know the information myself, obviously being distracted because I was thinking about it. And then at some point, my older kid was feeling upset about something. And I just remember feeling so much resentment at that moment being like, you don't even know what's going on. And mm. obviously, I made a choice at that moment to not say anything because I didn't want to put it on him, right? Like He did nothing wrong at all. And ultimately, me getting frustrated, I think, would have just made him upset. And that's the last thing I wanted to do. So we were able to get everybody out of the house that morning, was able to give you the heads up. And then we just jumped knee deep into figuring out how to manage this really challenging situation. Yeah. Um, well, something that's been coming up for me a lot this week is just thinking about capacity and that you and I are pretty much like at capacity as many 
people, I think, in our culture are. There's not much wiggle room for most families, right? Right. In terms of the machine is going, right? right? Like someone gets sick, someone gets injured. It can throw the whole system into chaos. And I say that with the recognition that we're so privileged and have so many resources and have such a team like this amazing team. And it's still this hard. Who's our team? Can I tell me more about it? Who's the team that we have? <laughs> I like that. I feel like we're like the Kardashians. Like we have the team. The team is on it. Can you let me know about mean, the team? Who's the team? I meant I, that we have like an amazing team. And is that a secret that you've just been walking around with? It feels very unfair for us to have a team and you not to tell me about it. I mean, this week I could have really used I mean them. like the teachers and therapists. Oh, okay, for our <laughs> The son. dream team. Got it. For our, for our not youngest our son. Dis- That's neurodivergent. Got it. <laughs> not, so we don't have a team yet. Okay. <laughs> anyway. No, we don't have a team. What I meant was that we have a lot of resources. We have a lot of support around us. And it's still incredibly hard and taxing, right? What I kept feeling over and over this past week was my cup being full and a real need to set major boundaries and do low demand parenting, low demand everything for us to get through it. Like, what can I take off my plate? What can you take off your plate? What's not urgent? Yeah. Because we need to prioritize right now. We need to figure out your mom's care. And so, again, it's just time, labor, resources have been used up. Totally. And I know historically for me, when that happens, I can get really grumpy and angry, especially towards you. Yes. (laughs) Fact check, true. (laughs) Well, and let's add some more context to this conversation, which happened to be on top of all this, which has been a very stressful situation. It fell on the holiday time, right? Because we're recording this around Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving this year also happened to be Rachel's birthday, (laughs) which does not usually happen. It happens maybe once, I don't know, seven or eight years that this happens, which meant on Thanksgiving that we had to visit my mom because she was in a rehab facility. And then we had to then figure out how to see your family also celebrate your birthday somehow. And I feel like we did all the things, except we definitely did not celebrate your birthday. I was trying to make sure everyone was taken care of, including myself. And I just felt like it was failing at every Mm -hmm. part of it. And I knew that there was nothing else I could have done. We didn't even eat turkey on Thanksgiving, which feels (laughs) like, man, that was tough. It was your birthday. Like we didn't even celebrate it. I think for our listeners, Mm -hmm. there's the question of what do you do when everything hits the fan? Right. What do you do to get through it? Right. Because again, we talked about this before with like our vacation. We've had a stretch of some misfires here. Yeah. But we're still smiling and we're still still laughing. And I. That was the alternative name for our podcast. Oh, yeah. Still smiling. You really, with the corny dad jokes, Ah. it's like, it's just. Anyway. What are some of the things, Matt, that you have been doing? Because you have been very intentional. You've still been showing up with love and respect and kindness. So what have you been doing? Ruthless about trying to find any time in my schedule that I can for me to do something that I want. Yeah. And for me, that's exercise, as cliches as it is, but even finding time for me to be able to play sports. And to have that space has been great. Even if it was once or twice in the week, it was something for me to look forward to. And so that's been really great. 
how did you make the time to do that? Because it's been really busy. It has been. I think that you and I have switched off, right? Certainly over this longer weekend that we had, we were able to go back and forth a little bit. And so making sure you had some time and I had some time, right? In a way that didn't feel tit for tat, but it felt mm. really like we want to take care of each other. And I was really intentional with you. I'm saying, I need to do this. Here's what I'm going to do to make sure that it doesn't feel like I am having more time than you or taking advantage. Like I want to make sure that you get it. So when I'm talking to you about it, trying to be really thoughtful about your needs, even as I'm trying to make sure that my needs are met, because I think if we don't express what we need, Mm. you're not a mind reader. You're not going to know when I can play tennis. Like I know when that's happening. So it's not incumbent upon me to tell you. And it's also incumbent upon me to make sure that I come back when I say I am going to come back mm-hmm. and make sure that you have the time that you need. So mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that I've did, right? Well, and I think what's interesting about that is that we do try to do that for each other. Generally, that's something that is important in our relationship is being mindful of like, I need time for this. You need time for this. Let's make sure we each get our time. But it often dealing with the tit for tat vibe. Right. But you're right. This time it wasn't probably because there was a crisis happening. Yeah. I do feel like we were very generous with each other during this week for the most part, right? We had our moments for sure. But overall, I was very concerned with making sure that you got what you needed to get through it and appreciating just all that this experience was bringing up for you. Yes. And I think you were really respectful of the fact that you knew how hard I was working to try and take some of the load off of you, right? So it wasn't all falling on you. And I feel really proud of us, actually, that I feel like we were really looking out for each other in that way. And I didn't like feel resentful, which I do sometimes. right? But I think there's stuff to be learned in these moments that we can cultivate the attitude of feeling grateful and wanting the other person to have space when we also know they feel that way about us. Right. Like we both were seeing each other's needs and feeling seen. And that I think was the foundation for us of getting through it in a way that maintained our connection. Right. Do you agree? No, I agree. And I think that's part about just trying to hold other people's emotions and and actually being considerate, right. In Mm. terms of thinking about even when you're in the middle of the shit, trying to also be aware of the other people around you. Cause I think the other way it can look is you get so caught up in the drama that you're dealing with that takes priority and then everything else, everyone else can just pick up the slack. But then again, what are you coming back to when you do that? Right. In terms of what you're coming back to, thinking about parenting during this last week, where we both worked at our wits end a little bit in terms of time and energy. I feel like every time you came back, and I know I felt the same way from a visit and just all the traffic and all the frustration and the doctors and there was a lot happening. There was a lot of different pieces of care to be managing. Every time we both got back and saw the kids, I would just see your face. They were like, daddy. That's pretty great. And you were just like, yeah, Yeah. right. And you could feel the stress melting off of it. And I vividly remember coming back one night after being at the hospital for a long time and rolling back and having it be dark outside and coming out and seeing our little guy out front looking at me and being so excited to see me. And right now he is just so interested in the stars and the universe and the Big Bang Theory and how everything works and the most earnest and lovely display of passion and (laughs) curiosity that you could ever see. Mm. And after being in the hospital all day long and having him come outside and holding his hand and having this little guy next to me looking up at the stars, 
it's like those are the kind of moments of a parenthood that you really appreciate and love. And I think before you have kids, you think happen all the time. And mm-hmm. once you have kids, you realize that they're like comets <laughs> that, that, that come periodically. But when they do, they're beautiful and they're precious and they're wonderful. Well, and we just want to invite folks listening to this to we want to acknowledge that we all go through these moments of crisis. Life is not predictable, right? And so we've been thinking and talking a little bit about what we did to get through this last week. And a lot of it is around being careful with ourselves and with our relationships. It's a big part of what we did is double down on not being careless with each other and with our relationships. And that allows those relationships to stay strong instead of having another mess to clean up when you get home. Like you yelled at him that morning and then you come home and he's still upset and now you have to deal with that, Right. right? We invite people to let us know what are the things you do to take care of yourselves. And you can always reach us at parentingbreakdown at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from our audience and our listeners all the time. And what's going on in your life? We're generally interested. We really want to know. Yeah. And what are the ways that you take care of yourself, cope, take care of each other? We don't have a larger safety net that we're all parenting within. And so when things hit the fan, it is often about really having to rely on relationships, right? Like we rely on our beloved babysitter to come help. And we're one of our dear friends sending our big kid over to her house to play for hours over there. All those little things are huge things, actually, when there's not a safety net and there's no slack. How we honor those relationships and also recognize how hard it is in this system that we're parenting under. It's really hard. It is. So yeah, so this has been definitely an eventful 10 days I'm so glad that we were able to get through it. I think you're right. We are probably even stronger as parents and as a couple because we got through it together. And I'm so glad that my mom is on the mend. And at the end of the day, we have to parent in any situation at any time and we have to be ready for it. And we also have to figure out how to make sure we can keep track of ourselves in the process. Absolutely. Welcome back. We are going to go into our segment about parenting highlights and lessons learned. And I know that as every week we're filled with them this week, but we have one highlight that I know we both were talking about and wanting to share. You want to share that with folks? I do. I do. This was actually a real highlight. And I don't know if anyone has ever been in a situation in which they had to have a hard conversation with their child and didn't quite know what the outcome was going to be. And I sort of had that happen this week because for a long time, Rachel and I have been talking about how to have a conversation with our little guy about being autistic. He's about six years old at this point, about to be six. And it's something where he is certainly aware of his differences and his uniqueness. And it's been a really hard thing to broach because It's certainly no manual for being a parent. And there's definitely no manual for how to tell your kid that they're neurodivergent, right? That's a hard one. Well, and we come into that conversation talking again with his different amazing therapists about this, because the more that he understands that his brain is structured differently, the more he can advocate for himself, the more we can talk about it. It's a big part of his identity. But I know for me... I'm someone, as you know, Matt, who like, you. you do know me pretty well, a little bit at this point who likes to have really frank conversations about things. When we talk with the kids about so many things and we talk with our big kid about 
everything, right? We're always exploring and having these conversations. And this was like a really hard one for me because of my own stuff that all the ways that I have been socialized to think about autism and the fear that I had that he was going to hear that as a deficit or something that he was going to be upset about, right? That even though rationally I knew he has no association with this word, autism or autistic, but I know the world does. I know I do. And that's scary. Yeah. And I think that we were both waiting for somehow the perfect moment or the perfect opportunity. And for me, that perfect moment happened from stinky garbage uh, (laughs) that, that was getting ready to be taken out. When our little guy, after we ate breakfast and he just was like, what smells? And I was like, oh my, let me tell you something. The garbage smells. And you know what? It probably smells even worse to you than it does to me. Because you have super sensory powers and your super sensory powers include how things can sometimes smell differently, how things can get loud. And that's because your brain works in a different way. Everyone's brain works differently. And the way your brain works, people call that being autistic. And he looked at me and was like, how do you spell it? Yeah. And so I spelled it. It's an interesting and, sounding word. Yeah. Too. And we talked about it and we said it a few times and I just said how amazing it is and all his awesome powers, his math skills and his, just the way that he can think about these big questions. And then that was it. And then we yeah. took out the garbage and went on with our day. And well, later and on, I was like, just FYI, I told their son he right. was autistic. And it's funny because I talk with parents all the time, like gender and sexuality and consent and talking about race and right, all these different topics. And people are always like, how do I have the conversation, right? There's the whole thing we used to say in my old organization is it's not one 100 minute conversation. It's 100 one minute conversations mm. like this idea that you're just always having convert. And that's what we do with our big yeah, kid. Like, like it's just building, it's layering on stuff. Right. So you don't have to worry about saying it all perfectly. You just start to talk about things and it becomes part right. of conversation in your family. But with this, I was so stuck. So I was so glad that you were just like, by the way, I talked to him about it and it freed me up. Right. And And then you did something I thought was so cool (laughs) because he's also really now right now into the periodic table because what six year olds not really into the periodic (laughs) table. But then you use the periodic table. We'll tell the folks what you did. Well, so I have been thinking about this. I in the back of my mind knew that when I when we were talking about this, I wanted to mention that. AU that the first two letters and autism is the symbol for gold. And the reason that came to my mind is because there's this amazing educator that goes by NeuroWild on Instagram, who is an autistic adult that creates tons of amazing resources for teachers and parents. And they created a guide to telling your child that they're autistic. And I wanted to print it out and read it with him. And then that felt very formal. And maybe we'll do that at some point. But the first page or the second page has the gold AU symbol because oh, nice. he's, our little guy's not the only autistic kid that's into the periodic table. So we were looking through it and he was doing something. I said something about his brain being different. And I said, oh, I think daddy mentioned to you, right, that that you're autistic. And that's part of why you feel things really big and hear things really big. A similar thing to what you said. And then I said, and did you know that the first two letters a u do you know what symbol that is and he said gold and then he actually was like how do you spell it and so we just started matching it up so then we realized that autistic we wrote down because he likes to write everything down we wrote down autistic and then we looked it up that a u equals gold t i equals titanium s equals sulfur t i again titanium and c equals carbon amazing so we wrote it all down then he wanted to add it up 
to see if the atomic numbers for yeah, each sure. <laughs> element. Who doesn't know the atomic numbers for each <laughs> he element? He knows everyone. If it would add up to one of the other elements. Oh, wow. But it doesn't. It adds up to 145, which doesn't exist. And then I said, well, it might be an autistic person who figures out what finds element yeah, 145 because autistic people yeah. like you can discover a lot of new things and have I a lot it. of really cool ways of seeing things. I love it. And he was just excited about it and he wanted to look at it and write it down. And it means nothing to him at this point, except that now he has a name for the That's way great. that his brain can function a little differently. And now I know all the elements that go into autistic. <laughs> so it's a real win. Yeah. And it just opens up a dialogue for us to be able to have with him, which we've been having with each other and with big kid. Yeah. But it's time for him to be part of that dialogue. Seemed like a highlight worth mentioning. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And what about a lesson learned? The lesson learned actually relates to the first part of the conversation. So when it was Thanksgiving and your birthday, (laughs) we knew that we had to take our kids with us to visit my mom in the hospital. And I knew that my big kid was not going to want to go to a hospital because honestly, who wants to go to a hospital? What nine-year-old wants to go to a hospital? Even if you visit your grandma and you love your grandma, hospitals can be pretty scary places. Sure. So I thought that it would be a great idea to tell him that it wasn't a hospital that we were going to. I think I told him too the same thing. And then Uh, we both were like, it's not a hospital. It's it's, a rehab. It's It's totally different. It's a rehab center. It's totally different. It's great. It's going to be fantastic. And then sure enough, we pull up. And right when we got there outside, it's just in huge white letters. It just says the name of the place hospital. That's <laughs> and like, this is a hospital. This is a, and then he just looked at us and said, this is a hospital. And I said, no, this is a rehab center. <laughs> and then we had the day. And then, and then later, we went inside and he's like, yeah, uh, hospital. And then we had the he's day. Very, he was very scared. He was understandably, yeah. but he did great. But then later that day, I, like we came back home, I, took a picture of actually where it said hospital out front and I showed it to him. I said, you know what? I was wrong. You were right. It was a hospital. And I'm sorry that I told you it was something different because I think in general, I do want to be straight up with my kids. And I think it's a natural understanding of like, yeah. you want to, I feel like I come from a career in politics, right? So I'm always <laughs> thinking about how to message things, how to, yeah, no, how to soften no, things, really. how to, right. and, that, you know, and I don't listen. I mean, of course what, we want to, what's expedient. And of course we want to be mindful of how we're sharing things with the kids. But I do think that being honest with them and then holding space for them to have their reactions to it and helping them through it, especially that can be prone towards anxiety, right, is going to be more helpful. And again, I did the same thing. I, again, we were just like trying to get through. That's part of what happens, I think, is when you're over capacity is like we didn't have as many resources to be like, how do we want to talk to him about this? And what is the best way to do it? We're just like, yeah, we're going to the rehab. Don't worry about it. Right. And we didn't have the space or the room to really process it right. before. And that's right. okay. And it was a hard moment for him, but he got through it. Right. And we have a little more space to process it now. Right. So long story short, don't try to trick your kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't gonna, he was going to walk in and immediately be like, this feels like a hospital and makes me scared. So, yeah. Uh, well, listen, as always, another fabulous episode of the parenting <laughs> podcast with you, Rachel. I- Really enjoy doing these with you. I enjoy doing them with you too. And I am glad to have the opportunity to talk with folks. Please send us your ways that you're taking care of yourself. These are hard times, whether it's a hard time in your family, hard times in the world, right? It's like we can be 
triggered and overcapacity in so many ways. So let us know how and, are you having some grace for yourself? Cause that's the name of the game. And we really want to, again, be a resource because we do know how hard it is. It is such a siloed system of parenting. And we do think about the parenting breakdown as an opportunity to invite people into our clan and <laughs> everyone can be in the madness together, but you know, at least we can be in it together. Yeah. All right. See you next time. Next time. Parenting Breakdown is a Clamor Audio production distributed by the Cloud 10 Network. Hosted and executive produced by me, Rachel Hennis. And me, Matt Borden. Executive produced by Aaron Hilliard. Clamor General Manager, Rich Statter. Associate Producer, Ethan Aronson. Post-production supervised by Devin Ruskin. Production Assistant, Samara Malik. Special thanks to Sim Sarna and Saiba Krieger at Cloud 10. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.